Hello and welcome to the Teaching Your Toddler show. Today, our very special guest is Dr. Catherine Athens. She is a psychologist who holds a doctorate degree in clinical and health psychology, as well as a master's degree in clinical community psychology. She's also been a licensed marriage and family therapist for over 25 years. And today she's going to talk to us about separation anxiety and how to help our children transition back into the world after being on lockdown. Welcome to Catherine Athens. Hello, this is Mary Jo Tinlin from Teaching Your Toddler, and today we have a very special guest, Dr. Catherine Athens, joining us to talk to us a little bit about how to help reintegrate our children into society after being separated for so long, or even just in general if they have anxiety about that kind of thing. So Dr. Catherine uh, Athens, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you and good morning to everybody. Uh, My pleasure to be with you. I've been a um, psychotherapist uh, for over 30 years. I've worked with children from birth to teenagers to young adults. Uh, Every age is different and wonderful. And toddlers are special because they're just forming language. And so it's important, I tell all the parents, get down on the floor below your toddler. And if your toddler is making noise, you simulate the noise. Uh, I know that as children begin to speak, I, there's something called echolalia. And I encourage parents to make noises back to the children. <clears throat> Pardon me, it develops a speech center in the child. So. Children are, are have been separated, and then we're saying, oh, go back to society. It's not that easy, because for a child, a day is like a year. A year is like 20 years. So I encourage you to talk to your child and begin, perhaps, by having a special friend over. Maybe you go in the backyard at first and let them play or you can go to the park and meet with a small group of children to see how it's going. I I suggest baby steps, forgive the pun, but small steps. And, you know, first one good friend, so there's trust there, and see how your child reacts. And if there's a bad reaction, your child starts screaming and wants to run in the house, that's okay. Then you just wait till the child calms down you say, wow, that was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, you know, give your kids some words, small words, to see how they feel. And uh, just generally get them used to being around other people. It will take time for most kids. Okay, so don't rush your kid. Don't make your kid wrong. But try to do things like that. Don't bring your kid from zero to the swimming pool where there are 50 kids yelling and screaming. Just start with one and then maybe two and maybe in the park. And see if you can. There are wonderful cards with faces and small three-letter words to help your child know how he or she is feeling I feel bad, I feel sad, I feel mad, uh, all of those things. So this is an opportunity 
to help your child begin to do some inner work to see how they're feeling. And that will last the child his or her whole life to understand, oh, I'm feeling this way, not to make it wrong, not to judge, just to let them feel what they're feeling and say, how would you like to feel? Maybe glad. <clears throat> how do we do that? Okay, maybe sing. Sing a silly song that rhymes. Uh, that's always helpful. I did that when I worked with with uh, pre-K kids. And they always said, oh, Dr. Athens, you're so silly. I go, yeah, I'm a silly dilly. And then it allowed them to express themselves and they didn't feel silly. So I would suggest all of those things to start and pick times when you have plenty of time. Don't rush your child, okay? Just pick and don't pick a time when you're nervous or upset or angry because the child will assume that it is because of something they've done. Now, children always want to take the blame for parents' feelings. So be aware of that. So be calm when you're around your kid. If you can't be calm, maybe there is a babysitter who can work with your child until you can calm down. It's a very stressful time right now because people are supposed to go back to work. There's a big call to go back to work on July 6th. People don't want to go back to work, so there's stress with the boss. I want to stay out another three months, another year. So there's a lot going on for parents right now, a lot of new adjustments, a lot of um, new rules that weren't there before. So give yourself time to get used to being in this different world. And then you'll be able to give your child time to assimilate and talk to your kid. How did that feel? What was that like? You know, and you could do the prickly pear or the smooth bear kind of thing uh, to really understand where your child is. Some kids are going to take to this like water, run out of the house, run to their friends, hug them and kiss them and start giggling, or if they're boys, they're going to start playing, you know, with a ball or, or uh, maybe go hit the kid, uh, you know, to say hello, boys do that. Uh, so, but other kids are going to have a little bit more, they're going to need a little more time to readjust, to get used to things. And also they're going to need reassurance that they weren't they didn't have to stay in the house because they were having a long time out. You know, for some kids, it felt like, oh, I'm bad. So not only am I having a time out, it's a long time out and I don't get to see my friends. Something must be wrong with me because uh -huh. kids will always want to put it on themselves. So be sure to check with your child. Remember, it's not your fault. You didn't do anything wrong. We were ordered to do this. We had to follow the law. This is not about you, you know, and really make sure your child knows that. Mm -hmm. And your child can say, yes, it's not about me. So those are some of the things that I would start you out with, just slowly reintegrating into a more 
um, social atmosphere. Kids by nature are very social. So it was very hard on the children, more hard than on the adults. And it was awfully hard on the adults to be locked up. Absolutely. Before I uh, ask the next question, can you elaborate? What was the what was the prickly pear and smooth bear that you referred to? It was feelings. You know, how do you feel? Describing. Okay. Describing uh, sensations of how you feel, how the kid feels. Uh, children, when they're taught feelings and they can identify them in themselves they will always identify the feeling. They're quick learners, they're smart, uh, they have, they, they feel their way, especially toddlers are feeling their way through life. that at three, you're beginning to see, oh, I'm separate from mom. Huh, what is that like? That's why three-year-olds love to say no, 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 mm. because... <laughs> It's an establishment of their separation. So it's a lot of, it's a fun age. Language is acquired so quickly at that age. You start acquiring it uh, probably, you know, around 18 months, depending on your child. And then at three, it's like they're hungry for words to connect to feelings. Mm -hmm. Not so much ideas, but feelings. So, and there are so many, if you go, you can do it uh, online. You can Google feeling cards, there are feeling charts. And it's kind of fun to work with your child on those cards and charts, you know, and you feel that too. And be sure to act it out. Be sure, because kids love acting out. They love parents who are very emotionally expressive. Because they laugh and giggle and they have permission then for them to also be a little more dramatic. Right. Now, what happens if um, what it, what happens if one of your ch child is OK or your children is OK and they're fine and they're out playing. But then you've got one child who's hesitant. How do you sort of deal with that as a parent? Well, I would say to the child who's hesitant, why don't we sit down? close to your brother or sister and we'll play checkers or Chinese checkers. We'll play a game together. You and I will just have special time together. So we don't make it a punishment. We don't make it weird. We don't make the child who's social better, but we sit down and play a game because to sit down and play a game with mom or dad is special. And if you're close to the other child, then the child who's hesitant will probably be watching his or her sibling, huh? And after a while, we'll join in because kids can't stand to be left out. Absolutely. So, what at what point are we? Do we need to say enough? We really need to work on this. Like, what happens? Is there is there a time period? Is there um, a behavior or something that that shows you? maybe my my child has a little bit more deeper issues than than maybe I need I can I can work with well of course there are always those those times and being separated brings out a lot of that maybe anger or resentment 
<clears throat> and a child has a right to feel that way. And so if the parent can try to work with a child and say, huh, I, I, you know, when I had to stay home and I couldn't get a, you know, go and see my friends, I got really mad, you know, and hit the couch. Were you really, are you really mad? Are you really upset? Now, if the, if the parent doesn't feel comfortable doing this, there are children's health councils all over the country connected to health centers or universities uh, who have child programs. So you can have another person help you do this and discover uh, if there are some deeper issues that are beyond the scope of parenting. I would say that 90%, 95% of these issues can be handled by the parent. Uh, if the parent is willing to just do things a little differently. Uh, the other day I saw a group of doctors on television. They were in their white coats and they had their arms folded over them in front. And they said, children will return to school. <laughs> I was like, no, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately got into that defiant mode of, who are you to tell me what to do? Mm -hmm. And I think that's like, what a silly commercial, you know? Uh, children never should have been taken from school. Schools could operate a little differently for whatever reason. Uh, we didn't do that. In California, we could have been out on the playground. I know other places are cold and rainy, but there are, you know, there are places where kids could have been and should have been with other children to take that part of their life away from them, it's gonna take them time to readjust. So you have to be patient. And <clears throat> pardon me, some ch children won't, it will be a mark on them. So talk to them about that, you know, mm -hmm. give them a scale of one to five, they can do that. If they know, you know, if they don't know counting yet, it's okay. You can do colors and say, what color represents how you feel right now? And colors are wonderful. There's a wonderful, fun personality test that's colors. And uh, kids know colors. So you can start to discern, hmm, is this something that I really can handle? Is this something I need help with? And there are, I mean, there here we're near Stanford. We're near the Children's Health Council. But there are, <clears throat> pardon me, hospitals and centers all around the country where child development is taught, where ch people uh, train to be preschool teachers, nursery school teachers, uh, where adults train to understand the development of children. And you know, uh, 50 years ago, we weren't really that keen on understanding that children develop just like everything else develops, just like plants develop. And it's unfortunate because we knew about this uh, more than 50 years ago. Uh, but now we are really relying on, wait a moment, 
the nervous system isn't developed to handle that right now. Uh, the developmental age of the child may be right on, maybe a little lacking, maybe ahead of her or himself. So now we have this conversation going and we have real facts to denote what kids, how kids can communicate, emotions they can handle, they can't handle. And there are wonderful expert people who study this who can assist you. So don't don't uh, feel bad if you need help. I send my parents who need help up to the Children's Health Council. They have lots of classes. They have lots of people, counselors available to answer questions. So please, please, if you think it's beyond your scope, reach out. You can even find on the computer, reach out to others and get some help. They may even refer you to a book or a magazine uh, to help you understand what's going on. Thank you. I will try to make sure they get that link in the show notes for people if they do feel like they need that. So last question, how do you think, how do you, how do you see the connection between physical activity and children sort of coping with what's happening? Physical activity is key. Uh, you know, they wanted to cut out recess. Can you imagine? No. I mean, it's so, um, uneducated, I'll, I'll use that word. Uh, children need to run, the, the mechanism of running uh, develops each hemisphere of the brain. Uh, they need to jump, uh, they need to tumble, they need to climb trees. Uh, all of these things that kids do naturally are ways to develop their neurological systems. Now, if you can have a good neurological system, you can handle more stress. And kids who, who don't get to have these activities, uh, I suggest uh, starting with some music and maybe some rhythms. You know, I don't know if they have rhythm anymore in school. But uh, the preschools around here used to have all kinds of things that kids could shake and hit and march around or start dancing around. And then they would add maybe some marching music. Uh, and that helps the emotions. That helps uh, soothe. Remember that music and tones uh, activate the tonal qualities of our, the layers of our brain. And you know, uh, science is showing us we don't just have a brain in the head. We have a brain in the gut, which is being talked about now, and we have the brain in the heart. So we must, we must develop all those brains because the brain in the gut and the brain in the heart actually tell the brain in the head what's going on. So if kids feel bad, there's bad stuff going up to that one in the head, and, and it's hard to understand. So I hope I'm answering your question. 
Yes. Yeah, no, that that was perfect. I was reminded when my son was small and they still have these. It's called Music Together, which is from l- like birth all the way up to about five years old. These classes that you go to and they do exactly what you described. They get to play instruments. They play with balloons. They dance around. They they do the um, where you you cross your body, you know, to to like tap your knee on the other side with your hand, you know, left hand with your right knee or whatever. So they cross over and it helps with their brain development. It is really a great, great resource. I hope the listeners will look up their local music together classes. So thank you. I really appreciate all of these amazing ideas. They're they're so helpful. I think they're going to be good ways for kids to help readjust. We're recording this in the summer so kids can kind of get out and get moving around before they might have to go back to preschool or elementary school or whatever. Um, so Doctor, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, tell us before I let you go, where can we find out more about you? Uh, please come to my website. It's KatherineAthensPhD.com. And Catherine is spelled C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-A-T-H-A-N-S-P-H-D.com. Not E-N-S, but KatherineAthensPhD is all one word, .com. And there's lots of resources there. There's lots about me there. And I really appreciate being able to be on your show and share a few minutes with you and your listeners. And just to parents, take a deep breath, drink some water, get centered. Um, If you're not patient, take a moment, say, mommy needs a timeout. I'm going to go take a timeout and take a timeout for three or four minutes a little water, some slow, deep breathing, telling yourself to relax, feeling your feet on the floor so you can be present with your child. Uh, there's nothing wrong in that. And, um, you know, the hardest thing to do in life is raise a child. So congratulations to all moms and dads. And these kids are our future. And so whatever... I can do to help or we can do to help. It's just my pleasure to speak with everyone. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the pep talk. I think a lot of moms and dads kind of forget that sometimes that it really is a very, very hard job. So thank you for that. Um, Dr. Athens, thanks for joining us. And again, um, have a great day and uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you. You too. You too. This has been the Teaching Your Toddler podcast with Mary Jo Tinlin. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you'll find us on our website at www.teachingyourtoddler.com, as well as on Facebook at Teaching Your Toddler, on Instagram, and on Twitter at Teaching Toddler. So join us again, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you so much.